what is really good, you guys? Ah, back at it like a crap at it on a craftmatic. It is me again, Latoya Shari, aka Baby, aka Miss TJ. I don't know who I want to be today. <laughs> Which me do I want to be today? Well, basically, I've been on a sabbatical, a brief hiatus, if you will, trying to get some time to get my mind together. The pieces were not flowing. So in this episode, we are going to go ahead and do something that is a tidbit different. Um, We're going to start off with... A little bit of the next chapter in book club. And then we're just going to chat for a little bit. Um, We're still reading Maya Angelou's Wouldn't Take Nothing from My Journey Now. Um, We're actually going to go to the next chapter, which is passports to understanding so that's what we're reading today and then we're just gonna chit chat about my understanding of today all right all that and more is next on miss tj's podcast all right check it out smooches and also we're gonna talk about the name change again (laughs) all right smooches Check it out. What is good, you guys? Hey, nice to talk to you. All right. Well, it is your girl, Miss TJ. I changed my name, but it's still Latoya Shari, if you want to call me that. I tell all my friends or anybody who I work with, you know, you call me the name, it's my name. I'll answer to it. You know what I mean? All right. <laughs> so in this podcast, we are going to mix it up a bit. Um, I'm very new to podcasts. I consider myself very new because I didn't start podcasting until last year. Um, I started last August and right now it's 2020. It is March of 2020. We are in March 25th of 2020. And this is what I like to call my March, March on campaign, which means getting through what we need to get through. Okay. I had a like whoa moment. Um, My like whoa moment consisted of me basically trying to figure out what do I need to be? What do I need to do? And it took a long, 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 long time. And I had to take a really long look at myself to really figure out who do I need to be? You know, and it was it was all a destination process. And I think that leads us into this new chapter that we're going to read, which is Passports to My Understanding. Because you really need to understand who you are to know where you need to go to. This morning when I woke up after having a nightmare again for the last few nights, the nightmare was basically about just really getting into who I need to be, really getting into being complacent, 
being afraid of being complacent, being afraid of loving what I have so I can have everything I need. You know, your destination isn't what determines you. It's your journey. That's a story that you're going to tell to your kids, your grandkids. That's a story that's going to motivate people. That's a story that I will use to help motivate my children at home, my babies, my loves, you know, motivate my soulmate and motivate my students. So why should I be scared of it? This is something that can help somebody become the next Barack Obama, Bill Gates, the black Bill Gates in the making, BBM. Black Bill Gates make. <laughs> so this is very, very, very important. Very important. You know, people cannot just, you know, dismiss that factor. They have to really be in that moment. Really understand that being complacent is not something that is worth being. Okay. And for me this morning, I woke up to hearing gunshots. I woke up to hearing fighting. I woke up to being hearing arguing. And then I woke up to thinking, do I cry about it? Do I whine about it? Or do I grind on it? And for the first time in a very long time, I was like, you know what? I'm going to grind on it. I'm going to figure out what I need to do to get us to a place where we don't have to worry about this anymore. So I think my fear of being complacent allowed me to realize that I can't just be cool with it. There were some blessings that happened. One of the blessings was that basically I was able to find out that we're doing that they're doing renovations to my apartment and they're gonna change everything up. And the next thing you know, the coronavirus struck came to visit us, you know what I'm saying, in the USA. It was a visit. And so I realized that, you know, things were going to get real. So I didn't know they were going to still go through with the renovations. And, of course, they didn't. They had to stop it. And, and, and then I thought to myself, well, if they do the renovations, is that going to really solve all of my problems? Is that going to fix all of my problems with this particular home? And then I realized, nah, it's not. It's bigger. It's this fear of the gunshots, the fear of the arguing, the fear of seeing my kids go to the bus stop. I mean, this was early in the morning this happened. That could have easily been me walking to work and that happened. That could have easily been my kids going to school and that could have happened. Any of my students going to school and that happens. People arguing over whatever the reason they had to argue for but then the kids have to suffer. The kids have to see this. The kids have to grow up with this and these psychological issues that affect them every day. And they become fearful to do, fearful to win because they are afraid of being set back. So then I realized that's what I was doing to myself. I can't afford to do that because this is bigger than me. They need to see us win. Because when I win, or when they win, we all win. When you love what you have, you have everything you need. And whenever I get to the point where I think back in my life, I want to say every moment I'm in my happy place. This 
is my happy place. Carpe diem. Well, we're going to leave off here and take a brief break. And then we're going to go ahead and read read the, the next chapter. All right? All right. To join. It's kind of early in the morning. What's good, you guys? I'm back at it like a crack acting on a craft back again. Now, like I said, this segment, I'm trying to get people to join this live on the radio. So hopefully some people come in. If not, we'll just keep talking about what this chapter actually is about, which is passport to understanding. Um, I just want to make sure I fold in my book page over so that way I know I'm ready for the next part, which would be the sweetness of charity. Um, basically, I think about what really goes on in everybody's brain when it comes to understanding other people's culture. And as an African-American woman, I really, I feel like I'm in the middle of all of it, but yet I'm at the end of all of it. Um, The reason why I say that is because We do rank lowest on the totem pole with a lot of things. Because I'm not just an African-American. I am an African-American woman. And you think about African-American women who may be disabled. Or African-American women who are lesbian. You know, they're in a whole different ballpark. And they have to take and face the odds. When you're trying to face the odds, you have to realize the biggest part of facing the odds is not trying to, it's doing so. You have to understand that your thing that people can't see is not a shortcoming. It is your strength. It was what makes you stand out from the competition. Not saying that in this world you're competing against each other, but inevitably it does happen. It's sad to say that there is no understanding for other cultures sometimes when we look at how society is as a whole. We find ourselves competing and putting a target on our head, you know, just so we can get to where we need to be. And it really sucks. It really sucks because we need to join together more. You know, yesterday, yesterday I was actually watching um, on I think it's called Real Femininity or Black Real or something like that or um, something I was watching yesterday on YouTube. It's a dope channel. Um, and I was watching this. I can't, I can't, I want to say it was 
a documentary. Um, and it basically just talked about how I'm trying I want to see if I can find it so I can really know exactly what I was looking for. Um, I know I'm having, I'm having a strong throw. Look at all this stuff that I have in my history. And trust me, I got a bunch of stuff in my history. Um, Chad Charnick, Eddie Murphy. It might have been, heck, it might have been on Red Fox. It was on Justin Timberlake. Okay. I didn't even... I didn't even look at it, but yeah, it was on Justin Timberlake. Um, yeah. So the particular channel on Justin Timberlake was talking about how how basically um I'm trying to get myself together. But yeah, this particular um, episode was basically talking about how Justin Timberlake was not liked by a lot of African Americans. And I was like, what? (laughs) When did this happen? Please tell me when this happened because I don't remember. Because as far as I know, every person that I know liked Justin Timberlake. But I think the real issue was is that I wasn't really in tune with social media. (laughs) So I didn't know. I didn't know that there was this big conspiracy theory about all these things. Now, I'm not going to say a conspiracy theory because I feel like I just worded that completely wrong. But there was this big... Um, issue with the Janet Jackson um, beef, I guess. Like, because Justin Timberlake did what he did, but you know, during the Super Bowl, there was some issues. And I was like, really? Really? You know, like, and then all black people were like, well, he's appropriating our culture. And blah, blah, blah. And I think it faces a big question for me. It, it brings up a big question for me with a pro- cultural appropriation. When we're talking about passports, which is what we're talking about, the passport to understanding. Explain to me so so I can really understand. Do we want, sorry, my bad. Do we want people to, do we want people to understand our culture but not use it? Or do we want people to use culture, be a part of it? Like, explain that to me. I'm trying to figure this out because I'm not gonna lie. I've seen a lot of a lot of people 
you know, bobbing their head and banging their head to Justin Timberlake. Is he culture culturally appropriating our culture? Or is he not understanding it? He likes it. Like, is it is that what it is? I mean, because he was pop. And pop, as far as I'm concerned, is a taste of RB, a taste of hip hop with a hint of you know, whatever else pop is, because I really don't <laughs> with a hit of disco, I guess. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But is he when we say Justin Timberlake is culturally appropriating, is it that the fact that he's dancing around, like I feel, I want to raise this question. I want to ask this question because I feel like this is a good question to ask. Like, is he culturally appropriating, or is is he in a point of pass of a of having a passport to understanding? I mean, you want my honest opinion. My honest opinion is when you are ignorant to the struggles of another culture and you really haven't embraced it, it causes a conflict. And then if you're at a point where you're able to speak on that culture's differences and you're able to be 100% there for that culture, then you have more of an understanding. And then it's not just you're appropriating that culture. We have become so ignorant to the fact that there were so many struggles within the cultures. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. I don't know how to feel about that. I feel. I feel like, yeah, he was culturally appropriating. I guess. I Me mean, at the cornrows. I know he used to like Aaliyah back in the day. You know. I mean, he took a passport to that. Understand it real quick. <laughs> I know he. I know he used to like Aaliyah before she passed away. But a lot of guys did, like a lot. So I think, I don't know, I think, I really think, I think, I think, I honestly think hip-hop is a part of Justin Timberlake. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. And the reason why I hate to say it is because I know there's going to be a bunch of people who are going to say, but, but, but. You know, but I mean, it is. I mean, that's basically what pop is. Just a little bit of taste of, you know, just a little bit of taste of hip hop. And I think it's really, really important for people to think about the fact that, you know, I mean, he hasn't changed. Nobody said anything to John B. when John B. was was singing R&B and hip-hop songs. Nobody said anything to Eminem, and Eminem called black women whores and bitches. 
Forgive me, but he did. You know what I'm saying? Nobody said anything to Eminem. The only person who has ever said anything to Eminem was, out of all people, <laughs> out of all people, Nick Cannon. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. My sinuses are killing me right now. But yeah, honestly, I just feel like that's what it is. I guess. I mean, I mean, it is what it is. You know, so I really feel like we need to have a real understanding. I feel like there's certain boundaries and borders. Like, we don't have understanding with certain things. Like, R. Kelly was doing what he was doing for the longest. Michael Jackson was doing what they were doing for the longest. But I think there are standards and limitations and goals and and people romance certain things because of unrealistic expectations. We really need to sit down and understand our culture, our culture, our particular folk cultures as individuals, and then we need to understand the United States culture. The historical proof of, of, of United States culture, not what they sugarcoated it to be today. No, what it really is, what it really was, and what it's about to be. And then we need to understand other cultures. We need to take that journey to other countries. And believe it or not, there are so many different... I mean, America is called, quote-unquote, the melting pot. There are so many different cultures within American culture. Like, if you go to New York, you have so many different cultures. If you go to New Jersey, you have so many different cultures, so many different languages, so many different people with different histories of culture descents. So I think it's really important that we think about that while we take a short drizzle. Yes! All right. Unfortunately, I couldn't get anybody to come on the line. It is kind of early in the morning, and we are talking about book up. So maybe next time when we do another podcast, we can get somebody on. All right, let's take a breath. All what is good? We're back from the bristle. <clears throat> My sinuses are really acting up, y'all. Like really, really. <laughs> Kevin Gates, <laughs> really, really. Uh, uh, in this particular segment, we're about to close it out with our closing thoughts. Um, I really didn't have a lot prepared. Um, I'm trying to work on being more prepared <coughs> for this show. So I think I'm going to close it out. Sorry, I'm um, I think I'm going to close it out. With... I'm trying to figure out something good to close it out with. I know you guys are like, y'all, you could have did this over the bristle. All right. I'm going to close this out with 
um, a verse in the Quran, and then we're going to talk about a few things real quick, and then we're going to go boo 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 <laughs> and be out. All right. Um, okay. So it says, surely those who recite the book of God establish prayer and donate from what we have provided for them secretly and openly can hope for an exchange that will never fail so that he will reward them in full and increase them out of his grace. He is truly all forgiving, all appreciative. All right, and the title of this says, Three Types of Willingness. The book we have revealed to you, O Prophet, is the truth, confirming what we came before, confirming what came before it. Surely God is all aware, all seeing of all his servants. Then we granted the book to those we have chosen for our servants. Some of them wrong themselves, some follow the middle course, and some are foremost in the good deeds by God's will. That is truly the greatest bounty. We need to believe. Believe in ourselves, believe in the culture, believe in the experience. Of searching for greatness. This will allow us what we need to get through. It's so simple to be upset with other cultures if we're not willing to experience theirs. It's so simple to be upset with other people when we have the power to change. I believe it's so important for us that we have to give ourselves the benefit of appreciating being empathetic. Sorry, I'm trying to close up here. (laughs) And in this time of coronavirus, in this time of a lot of people losing their jobs or, you know, being laid off for temporarily, We need to give ourselves peace. You know, you are going on to a new transition in your life. This is still technically a new year. You have a chance to turn it around. You have a chance to change things. To open up your world, to understand, and to see other people for who they really are. And to see yourself for who you are and who you want to be. Don't be afraid of that experience. When you love what you have, you have everything you need. This is my happy place, and I hope it's yours as well. Thank you for listening, you guys. Smooches. Peace. Oh, and by the way, guys, you can check me out on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter at ToyShari. And Instagram at Miss TJ's. I am Miss TJ. Yes, I finally changed my Instagram. I guess. I don't know. Thank you guys for listening. I'm back.
Watch your space.